Welcome to the Table of Perspective, where we take a deeper look into how the internal narrative of an individual determines the response to life itself and all it entails. Today, I am your host, Bula, and I will be speaking about the wonderful, the mighty, the amazing, the splendid and phenomenal Lord of the Rings, and more specifically, who the author is and what was his personal um, perception of life during the time when he was busy writing the books. So do enjoy your, the first song and we'll get straight into it. As made a way 
You call my name to come closer. To throw off my cares and come running home. So, The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit is a series of books that most people do know, um, but a lot of the people don't really know that they were a book before they were actually a movie. Um, coming into the certain special generation that we are in at this point in time, not a lot of people really read books, but they are pretty well kept up to, you know, the times of movies. So who was J.R.R. Tolkien? J. John Ronald Rule Tolkien, to be more specific. Um, he was born in January the 3rd, 1892, and he had died in uh, September the 2nd, 1973. He was an English writer and a philologist. He was the author of the high fantasy works The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. So he was an author, an academic philologist, as well as a poet. And um, from 1925 to 1945, Tolkien was the Rawlinson and Brosworth Professor of Anglo-Saxon and a Fellow of Pembroke College both at University of Oxford. He then moved within the same university to become the Merton Professor of English Language and Literature and a Fellow of the Merton College and held these positions from 1945 until his retirement in 1959. So, as you might know, um, I am a fan of C.S. Lewis. I somehow always find people who are very close to him or books that have something to do with him. And Tolkien was a close friend of C.S. Lewis. He was a co-member co of the informal literary, uh, literary discussion group called the Inklings. He was a, an appointed member um, and commander of the Order of the British Empire by Queen Elizabeth II on 28 March 1972. After Tolkien's death, his son, Christopher, published a series of works based on his father's extensive notes and unpublished manuscripts, including the Cimmerillion. These, together with The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, form a connected body of tales, poems, fictional histories, invented languages, and literary essays about a fantasy world called Arda, and within it, Middle-earth. Between 1951 and 1955, Tolkien applied the term legendarium to the larger part of these writings. While many other authors had published works of fantasy before Tolkien, the great success of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings led directly to a popular resurgence of the genre. This had caused him to be uh, publicly identified as the father of modern fantasy literature, or more precisely, high fantasy. So something in, uh, quite interesting about Tolkien is, firstly, I hadn't read the, the books The Lord of the Rings. Um, I actually did listen to it as an audiobook, starting with The Hobbit. And I read, well, I listened through The Hobbit first, and then I went into order of The Lord of the Rings books. And then what I did afterwards was I actually watched the movies in order as well. And it was very interesting being able to see the way that he had tied that narrative in, and I think it's quite similar to the way that I explained it the last time with um, the Chronicles of Narnia and the way in which C.S. Lewis had written his books. Um, but Tolkien sort of goes a bit further than, than um, C.S. Lewis, sorry, in my opinion. He almost creates a completely different narrative to this entirety of a world. With C.S. Lewis, there's a lot of familiar things to reality that he does add in, although, you know, you do have the anthropomorphic uh, animals that are humans and, um, sorry, they're like crossover breeds. But with, with, with Tolkien, it's almost like he completely goes into that fantasy 
um, genre completely. And like they did say, he, he was the father of modern fantasy literature. Um, something else that's quite interesting for me as a South African is that uh, Tolkien was actually born in Bloemfontein, which is here in South Africa. And um, I guess we hold that quite highly because he was quite a success in his writing. Um, so when we go into some of his writing, um, Tolkien's fantasy books on Middle-earth, especially The Lord of the Rings and The Similarian, drew on a wide array of influences, including his philological interest in language, Christianity, medievalism, mythology, archaeology, ancient and modern literature, and personal experience. His philological work centered on the study of Old English literature, especially Beowulf, and he acknowledged its importance to his writings. He was a gifted linguist, influenced by Germanic, Celtic, Finnish, and Greek language and mythology. I would just like to point, uh, point something out here. For the fact that he was a Christian and he used a lot of biblical references in his writing and he was um, he openly confessed of his, of his belief in Christ, um, seeing that two kind of categories coming together with mythology and the influence of his literature as well as um, all of these outerworldly ideas that he came up with, um, it was almost as though his faith had a construct that refined those ideas. It's that those things were... Uh, filtered through his perspective and that is exactly why I really do enjoy reading of people who have firm beliefs and yet they're able to write or, or read or um, create certain artworks in a sense through filtering the perspective of the universe if that makes sense and as a Christian there is a biblical viewpoint and when we filter everything that we do through who we are we are able to create something that is not only aligned with our beliefs but they're actually enriching. So going into that, it was quite interesting to see uh, the kind of influence he had over, or, or rather the influence that mythology and whatnot had in, in his writing. And some of the writers uh, were important to him, including the arts and crafts polymath uh, William Morris, and he undoubtedly made use of some real place names, such as Bag End, the name of his aunt's home. He acknowledged to John Buchan and H. Ryder um, Haggard, authors of modern adventure stories that he enjoyed. The effects of some scientific experiences have been identified. Tolkien's childhood in the English countryside and its urbanization by the growth of Birmingham influenced his creation of the Shire. And there's actually quite a few memes, if you'd say, about the Shire, because there is this, um, I guess, a condiment that we use in South Africa called Worcester sauce or Worcestershire sauce. And the meme basically says it was the best of shires and it was the worst of shires. <laughs> so it kind of ties into that same thing. Um, but while his personal experience of fighting in the trenches of the First World War affected his depiction of Mordor, because he was also in the military. Um, in addition to writing fiction, Tolkien was an author of academic literary criticism. His seminal 1936 lecture, later published as an article, revolutionized the treatment of Anglo-Saxon epic Beowulf by literary, uh, literary crit critics. The essay remains highly influential in the study of Old English literature to this day. Beowulf is the most significant influences upon Tolkien's later fiction, with major details of both The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings being adapted from the poem. So I'm going to go into the second song and then we'll just close up with a couple more facts about uh, J.R. Tolkien. And we're also just going to do a little bit uh, of digging into the books themselves. So please do enjoy. Yeah. Remix. 
Get back to the finish. I feel the spirit moving through the city. I got the light shining, come get it. Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty. Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty. I feel the spirit moving through the city. I see the people trying to bring them with me. We got a light, tell them come and get it. Yeah. Walk, 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 walk. Like a stairwell, same cheddar, but he doesn't fare well. He attacking, trying to get me more help. Just give me the time, like Dorsell. I just do it like Nike, I did it. He called me to the stand like a witness. I know Hobie and Credit is fitted. Then I put my spin on the track and it pivots. Whoa. I just take my stand and spin my best. They be trying to throw hands, but I won't hit back. And they hate on your man, trying to get like that. The trap saying amen, and I get right back. Pay attention to purpose, not stats. We was rapping the king before that. That's for anything to get a rap. Hey, a lot of these others, they can't even rap. No cap. They say I'm too holy, too clean. I'm so driven, so what do you mean? They don't know if I can stay relevant I said come get the brush for some evidence Man, I gotta Back to the finish I feel the spirit moving through the city I got the light shining, come get it Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty I feel the spirit moving through the city I see the people trying to bring them with me We got the light, tell them come and get it I kept the verse first, but I had to go harder I had to get Jesus the price of the J-E-S-U-S And I came to a fresh air I had to spell it out like Kiki Palmer, the killer I be banging and he left for heaters Then I freeze the drip over like readers Cause I got the ice in the freezer I'm gone, we pushing the meat. I remember days, I was in the days Suicide thoughts running through my brain And I met a dude, I was saved by grace Cause Jesus moved it, built my faith I was really falling, almost lost my conscience Then he came and he picked me up I was really doubting water from the problem Pouring in, yeah, he filled my cup They ain't changed how I live Walking like yeah, we live I stop on them demons that try to defeat me I kick them back down to the pit Get back to the finish. I feel the spirit moving through the city. I got the light shining, come get it. Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty. Walking with Christ, moving where it's gritty. I feel the spirit moving through the city. I see the people trying to bring them with me. We got the light, tell them come and get it. Get it. Get it. So closing off on J.R.R. Tolkien and The Lord of the Rings, um, there has been some new releases of an additional series, I think, on The Lord of the Rings. Most people have said that it's not quite uh, very enjoyable. And it's understandable because the author himself didn't give any leeway to that being written or the script being edited in any way. And of course, if you're going to um, create something on, based on someone else's work, but without having their input, it's not going to feel or seem like they're writing because it isn't. It just isn't. Um, so... I, I'm not too sure. I haven't yet watched it. But if you have any input on that, we do have an Instagram page called The Table of Perspective. And we'd love to hear what you, um, you think of that, actually. And going into some of his other work, it says that the essay discusses the fairy story as the literary form. It was initially written as the 1939 Andrew Lang Lecture at the University of St. Andrews, Scotland. Tolkien focuses on Andrew Lang's work as a folklorist and collector of fairy tales. He disagreed with Lang's borrowed uh, inclusion in his fairy book collections of travelers' tales, beast fables, and other types of stories. 
Tolkien had a narrow, narrow perspective, viewing fairy stories as those that took place in fairy, spelled F-A-E-R-I-E, an enchanted realm, with or without fairies as characters. He viewed them as the natural development of the interaction of human imagination and human language. In addition to his mythopoic uh, compositions, Tol Tolkien enjoyed inventing fantasy stories to entertain his children. He wrote annual Christmas letters from Father Christmas for them, building up a series of short stories later compiled and published as the Father Christmas Letters. The other works included Mr. Bliss and Roburn Dom for children and Leaf by Niggle, part of a tree and leaf series. The Adventures of Tom Bombadil, Sim, uh, Smith of Wooten Major, and Farmer Giles of Ham. Funnily enough, I did actually listen to the audiobook of The Adventures of Tom Bombadil, and it was really, really quite interesting. It wasn't anything that I had ever experienced before. Um, I did read, listen to the audiobook uh, instead of reading the actual book, so that might have had some sort of play in the character. But the person who was narrating it, um, it was so delightful and yet so confusing to, to listen to at the same time. Um, so I would advise that you actually, if you're able to uh, get hold of a copy of that or listen to that audiobook, um, do test it out. I would love to hear your, your perspective on that. And then Rovan Dom and Smith of the Wooden Major, like the Hobbit, borrowed ideas from his leg legendarium. So as a whole, I would say that um, just from a personal perspective, I really, really appreciate the fact that uh, Tolkien had this way of writing. There's a lot of people that have different perspectives on their writing and him being such a um, almost a pillar in the high fantasy writing and also being a Christian for, for someone who is a Christian for myself, um, seeing how all of his information was refined through his biblical perspective. And there's actually quite a lot that you can learn from his, his movies as well. Um, there's quite a few Easter eggs, if you may, um, of information to, to really see through a biblical perspective. For me, I found that um, there was almost like a narrative that had run through the entire series of, of, the, of the movies and the books. Um, as in, there was always a force against them, right? You have the problem of um, Mordor, you have little Smeagol in his, in his ways, um, and there was always some sort of problem in the way of of them achieving what needed to be done, and obviously the, the evil behind it. Um, but there was, although there was a lot against them, there was greater force with them. And for me, that was such a powerful story, really, in the way that he had written it. Um, the importance of community, the importance of fellowship. It really is, I think it was even called the Fellowship of the Ring, I think, um, if I, I speak under correction. And Although it is clearly out there, seeing that in a form of entertainment and then also being part of that narrative of the book, really it embeds it into your mind, if, if, if that makes sense. Um, so I really, really enjoyed it. I would very much encourage anyone um, to either gift it to someone or to watch it with them or to read it or to find an audio book if you don't have access to any of the other uh, platforms and just give it a try and with an open mind and understanding that it is, yes, it is high fantasy, but there is a lot to learn from it and they have beautifully painted it in that way. So that is all from me. I thank you very much much for listening and I hope that you have a great day further and cheers Active FM is everywhere Twitter Facebook TikTok Instagram Apple Podcasts YouTube and so much more see all the fun posts 
Get involved in interesting discussions. Voice your opinions and get updates by following us on social media. 